Welcome, everybody, to the Building Ehrensburg podcast. I'm Thomas Ehrensburg. And I'm Catherine Ehrensburg. And today, Catherine came up with something. I have no idea what it is. <laughs> Surprise. So, I guess I'm going to have to be the leader. Take it away. Okay, so today I wanted to talk about default parent. Have you ever heard that term before? I have not. And when you said that, I said, what the heck is that? And you said, I guess you'll find out. Guess we're going to talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. So the, I've heard this term a long time ago, and it meant something different to me probably back when I first heard it. And now it's changed a little bit in this meeting, and I've processed it a little more and done a lot of thinking about it. This weekend in particular, because we are coming off of a long weekend where you were away all weekend. Yeah. And I was here with the kids for like four days pretty much. Yeah. Because you left Thursday evening. Yeah, I left Thursday night. And then was gone all day Friday, Saturday, came back Sunday night. Yeah, Sunday after, like... Right, so pretty much Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. You had soccer practices to take the kids to. Yeah, multiple practices, a birthday party. Yeah. Um, it was a lot. It was a lot. But I'm their parent, and I can handle it. It's not a big deal. But the the subject of default parent comes up because the, in every relationship, there's the default parent. And it's the one, usually you can identify it as... The one that the kids directly go to if they have any questions. They're the first one yeah. that they go to. They don't, you know, they'll walk past the other parent to To ask, go get answers. To go get answers or to do something for them. Okay. You know, can you read this? Can you tie my shoe? Can you brush yeah. my hair? Whatever. And they'll like walk past the other parent that's perfectly good and sitting there. Um, you know, another way to describe the, the default parent is usually the one that... Uh, like when the babies are little and everyone's tired, the non-default parent will be the one that's like, I'm going to go take a nap. I'm going to I'm gonna go to the store for a few minutes. I'm going to go to the gym. And they just go and do it. And there's no discussion of can I or should I or would it be okay if I did or anything like that. It's just like okay. they just go do it, you know? So what you're getting at is you're the default parent is what I'm Okay, well, you're trying to say. Well, okay, so it's changed over the years because when they were little, I was always a default parent because I was right. the one who was here all the time. 24-7. 24-7. I'm yeah. working more now, and I'm away from the house, and so we go through seasons of the year. That's how I was going to say that. Where um, you have football, and so I'm here all the time with the kids, and so right. they ease into me being the person that they go to all the time. And then football season's over, and you start to take more of a role in that. And then I become able to work more right. and stay away from the house more. And so, we, you know, we go throughout the year. And so I thought, but I still feel like the default parent. Like, even even though the kids still come to us, um, you know, <laughs> the kids will go, actually, the running joke with us is our youngest calls you momdy, right? right? That's always, like, to joke. Because when yeah. we were little, they would That's shoot. She, yeah. She would start to say my name and realize, and realize that she was talking to me. Yeah, so she would say it last because her, her in her head, the first person that she thought to talk, you know, to to ask or needs or whatever was Mama. Right. And then she would realize she was in front of you, so she would end it with D, Daddy. So it'd be Mom D. That's how it ended yeah. up. And so um, clearly, I was the, the the default parent at that point. Yeah. But as I get older and as things changed. I, I started to realize I still feel like the default parent. You still, like, I will, I don't think I will ever feel like I'm just going to go take a nap or I'm just going to go to the gym without informing someone first, planning heavily ahead to make sure that the kids are taken care of, their food's taken care of. Like, I don't just leave people, people places 
Yeah, but I think that a lot of, of that's probably your personality too. You, so I don't know that you've ever been that person. So that's what I've come around to is that I think that the default parent in some cases are the ones that are just there the most or the ones that take on the most role or whatever. And I think that that's easy for a relationship to get very tried and tired. Um, and I think even if you're the person that's in my position where you almost become the default parent because you care the most about how things are done. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's, so, I would say that's a fair assessment because there's a lot of things that happen around here that if you were to ask me, would you rather it be, you know, this way or that way? I, I don't care. As long as it, I guess at the end of the day, as long as it gets done. I think women mothers tend to be uh, more, maybe not. I might be generalizing. The mothers I know <laughs> and are friends with, so maybe they're all just like me. Um, they want things done a certain way. So if they were to just leave town, before yeah. they leave town, they would make sure that the refrigerator was stocked. Like, they're not just going to leave you fending for yourself, even though they know you totally could. Yeah. They're worried that the kids aren't going to eat the right thing, or they want to make sure that the kids are dressed correctly for the weather, or whatever it is. Sure. And so, you know, I think that that's that mental load. Now, this isn't specific to default parenthood, but I think that that plays to the mental load that women and mothers put on themselves, um, that men tend to kind of be not they don't care about <laughs> or you know they don't uh, it's take not into that consideration. they don't care i mean i would say like you said it's just i don't know that i have a preference for for certain things to be done certain ways what would you so do i'm if okay I just, with just figuring it out yeah but what would you do if would you be just shocked out of your pants if i just like you would think that i was so angry if i just walked away and like went and did something on my own without thoroughly informing like everyone what? I don't know. Anything. I think you would feel the same way. If I just got up and walked out right now. Well. And then like you called me like, where did you go? And I'm like, I just, I went to the gym. I had to go to the gym. You'd no. be like, oh, what's wrong with you? Well, maybe. You but know? you also just lay on the couch and take naps. I would never, ever. <laughs> I generally inform everyone. I'm going, I'm going down. <laughs> 30 minutes. I'll be back up. I just think the conversation of a default parent is an interesting one because I think there's, you are one of the few good men who is extremely helpful, extremely involved. Um, I shouldn't say men, but just a uh, parent in general that both are very involved and very helpful. I know lots of women and their husbands are not as helpful as you are. Sure. So I'm one of the lucky ones who does have a very helpful husband, but I still think that those things like eat in just, but I think it might end up just being a difference between men and women. I, so I think it's, I'm just listening to you. I think it's multiple things. I think first of all, you became the default parent because you stayed home with the kids. And so just by the nature of how the, the kids have and our relationship with the children, how it's been from the beginning, you assumed that role because you stopped working, you started your own business, you were working from home, you were home every day, all day. You just became that person. So even if today we completely switched, I quit my job, I decided to stay home all day, even though the kids are at school right now. But let's say I decided to homeschool them or something, mm -hmm. and they were at home all day, I think they would still see you as if I need something I, I need to go here yeah like I wanted to go to the gym after work today there's just no way in the world I would have done I, it but I said I, I know but so I wouldn't have done that's, it I was gonna say so, that's the second thing the second thing I think is a lot is your personality 
I don't think you have the kind of personality, and I don't know if it's because you're a mom or you're a woman or or what it is, or if it's just you because of the way you were raised, that you would that you would ever do that. Like today, you texted me, "Hey, what time are you guys gonna be home? I'd like to go to the gym." Yeah, but and I said, "Go ahead and go." Yeah, but and if, you're like, "If you're well, how dare you say that to me to no, go to the gym?" No, I did. Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> I did say, "Do you think I'm fat? Do you I think like, I need to go to the gym?" I mean, I was, I was like, totally, "No, just go. Like, I'm, I will handle dinner. I will get the kids." Whatever needs to be done until I'll you get home. I'll openly admit, I'm not in a good mood right now. I'm openly hormonal, like have been for a few days. So that it's just the position I'm in. I don't feel great. But yeah. but part of the, I know that about myself that I need to go work out. That's part of who I am. And so I have been trying to get to the gym for, you know, a year now at this point. Yeah. And there's just never a good time. Well, since your work, the way that you've been working has changed. Yeah. You used to have afternoons free or, you know, and now that you're going to an office to work and you have an employee that's there, I think you feel like you need to be there. Yeah. Whereas in the past, you're, when you didn't have an employee, you're working here, you're just like, I'm going to go to the gym right now. Yeah. Long story short, if y'all are at home, I'm not going to take the time to go to the gym. Yes, you feel like you need to be home, which I don't know why you feel that way. Is that that's the difference between this though? Yeah, but I don't know that that's a default parent thing or that's just a personality thing. Yeah, Maybe. But, okay, so what I was going to say about default parents and the people who started to say how helpful you are and all that, but what I was getting at with that is that there's plenty of people out there who either don't, haven't identified that they're the default parent, and sometimes when you put labels on things, that ends up the thought process at least to go, oh my gosh, I am the default parent. Or I'm not. Or I'm not. Yeah. So how can I either help turn some of those tasks over to my significant other right or how can i start start assuming some of these roles yes that you know i should be taking on or i should be handing off because it's not you can't handle it all yeah and being the default parent i mean i hear stories all the time of like daddy was sitting on the couch and they came to me while i was in the shower to get to the shower like i'm in the shower i'm doing something yeah alone time which, by the way, I saw this it's amazing. I saw this amazing meme the other day. <laughs> yes, that basically said basic hygiene and caring for your family is not a vacation. It's not right. your. That is not your. Which I hate the term self care. Hate it, uh, but I really do. But grocery shopping for your family or taking a shower. Right. Those are not. It's not alone time. Right. Like it's a basic. Thing need yeah it's yeah. a basic family I, I mean, care. When did issue. we consider that our vacation, our you know time, time away? away? It's so stupid. Right. And so just remember that everybody, uh, <laughs> you're yeah. you're when you're using the bathroom, like or, I'll watch the kids so you can go to the bathroom. Oh, don't even get me started on people who say they're going to babysit their own kids. Anyway, yeah. that's I feel like we've all been over that subject a thousand times, and people totally get that. But, um, but you know, having a conversation with your significant other about. Um, you know the fact that you are the the default parent. Yeah. So, do you want to default? Do, is there a definition for what default parent? Is that what you're over there looking at right now? No, I'm adjusting the levels because sometimes it sounds loud and sometimes it doesn't sound loud. Okay. Anyway, can you, can you look stuff up while we're here? Yeah, I can. I have the interwebs right here. That we have motherly.com. We have scarymama.com. Oh, scary mama is mommy is going to be like sarcasm, probably maximum. Um. Scary mommy Let's is a just good go source. to parents.com. No, scary mommy's a good source. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna use this as our MLS handbook footnote here for our references. You're always the one that adds milk to the grocery list. You schedule a doctor's appointments. 
you plan the birthday parties, put the kids in bed. So I, I will say this, though. I do think, at least in our relationship, and I know you said I'm supposedly more helpful than husbands that, or spouses that you know from other relationships. I think that I'm the default parent for certain things. Yeah, and coaching, you are any kind of sport, right? That's you, for sure. No, but I feel I, like there's other things that they they come to me for because it's like, nah, I just you're I know a sucker. That, there's lots of stuff they come to you for. No, and I'm not talking about like, hey, can we have dessert tonight? And generally, I will say yes because I want dessert, <laughs> and so it's like, yes, let's all have dessert. Is tonight. that what happened tonight? When they'd already gone no, off for ice cream? No, because I gave it up for Lent, so too bad oh. for them. Like, that was going to be a no for them because I don't need the temptation in my life yeah. of them eating that king cake in front of me. Okay, I want to see these. this list of... It's not a list. It's, okay, it's a whole a thing. writing. If you, don't know, if you don't know if you are the default parent, those are great examples. If you're the one that, that schedules the doctor's appointments, if you're the one who puts the kids in bed or and bathes the kids, if you're the one who plans the birthday parties... I also consider the default parent to go right along with the mental load of of a parent. And yeah. I will tell you that the mental load, and again, some of this might be because of a difference between male and female as far as what you prioritize, what you think is important. And some of it is just who who you are. Yeah. Um, but the mental load is what crushes a mom. I can tell you that right now. The things like they just mentioned – that we need that we need um, milk. That we need right. shredded cheese. Um, what we're going to eat for dinner every night of the week. What ingredients it takes to make every meal that we're going to eat this week. Right. How long does it take to cook? What time do I have to start cooking in order for so us to eat? eat by time. Yeah. So that we can then bathe. So that we can then get in bed by a reasonable time so we can get up in the morning. Like parenting is exhausting in a mental way that that, that, that no one can just even explain to you. Um, and even people who have a baby think that it's, you know, we're all just making it up. We can plan our way out of it. It's like, no, this is not. It's And so the mental load just goes on and on and on. Um, and I think the default parent tends to take on more of the mental load that is just, it's that tab in the back of your brain that never goes away. Yeah. There's always something to add to it. Once the milk is off the list, there's a kid's birthday present you have to go buy. Right. What is that kid like? You know, what, and a lot of these tasks are things that you may or may not even like. You know, some people love to buy gifts. I don't say most of them probably are things that you don't like. I don't know that there's anything I like to do. So, who knows? <laughs> Everything is just a task to me. You know, it all just feels yeah. like one task after another. So, um, anyway, so I think that I, I listened to, which is going to sound crazy, I'm getting my information from TikTok, but there's a really good TikTok video the other day talking about what a default parent is and then how to have the conversation with your significant other about, you know, let's divide this a little more equally. Yeah. And I think that's probably a really hard conversation. I mean, I was reading the comments. I'm a big comment reader yeah. because I like to not just watch um, content, but then to see what the reactions of people yeah. are. Mm -hmm. And there's a ton of people in the comment section that were like, that'll never happen. This is a conversation I can never have. They would have. never have that conversation with their they significant ha other? Yeah, they, did, wow. they said my significant other will just laugh at me. Like, there's no way. So, I mean, you're married to a oh. jerk, basically. Yeah, that's <laughs> a bad situation to be in. Yeah, for sure. Because I want to say we've had that, we've had some of those conversations. I mean, I know that that's why I do, I'm usually the one that handles the bath routine at night. Because I remember we, we had a conversation at some point, and I don't remember what it was, but it was like, it was one of those conversations where it's like, well, just tell me what I can do. Because mm -hmm. 
I'm not paying attention to all of the things that you're doing. Not that I'm not willing to do them. I just, I'm not paying attention to them. So tell me something that you don't like to do and I can do it. Mm -hmm. And I remember you telling me I hate doing bath time. (laughs) Well, because I love to splash water. and Yeah. So like, I was like, I'll do it. Like, that'll be my thing. Every night I will make sure they're bathed and you get in. All right. Next person you get in, you know, and you love to play with the kids in the tub. I want them to just bathe and get out. Like it's all business to me because when they're babies, you can't move from the tub. I mean, we're not talking about babies. We're talking about like two, three, four year olds, whatever. They want to play in the tub. We'll have to sit there while they play. Right. And when our kids were little, there was no smartphone situation. And really you shouldn't be having a, being distracted when your kids are in the tub anyway, but they want to sit in there and they want to play. And I want to like get people in, get people out. You got other things to do. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I have a ton of other stuff to do. And so you would love to play with the kids in the tub. It'd be like a 20 minute bath situation. I could get them in and out in five minutes, but they don't love that. Right. That's not fun bath time. But I had to get on to other things. We got to move on to bed. Again, like I've got this whole like schedule in my mind. Yeah. So you just move the bath time up so you can be in the bath longer. So they're in bed on time. Sure, but then that runs into dinner time where I have right. to, you know, like it's all a big calculation in my head of what we can eat when based on, even at, even now for work, if I know I have a meeting too late in the afternoon that I couldn't run home and defrost the meat to have that night for dinner. like it's, Yeah, it's, we're going on to the next thing. Yeah, next. we're going to have charcuterie or we're going to ha- right. go out to eat or something because it can't, I know what can happen and what can't happen. Right. And you don't, I don't think you think of any of that stuff. I don't because, well, again, getting back to... I guess this is not something that we've discussed yet, but there are sort of default roles just by things that you're good at. I I couldn't cook to save my life. I mean, if, if I had to cook, we went. I went grocery shopping today, and Addie's the only one that went in the car with me. I mean, into the store with me, and we had we were in that. I was like, y'all need to pick out snacks. You know, oh, Lord, you can that's how always that goes. the fateful. The kids pick out snacks. Anyway, she was taking forever. It's like we're getting cheesy. It's fine, you know. And just threw it on the buggy. And she didn't like that, <laughs> and we're uh, walking. That was one of the last things that we had to get. She goes, you know what mama said? Is that if it wasn't for her, we would all be fat. (laughs) I was like, yeah, me too. (laughs) That's probably true because I don't know how to cook. So, I mean, the stuff we would be eating is going to be stuff that's already prepared and probably preserved or full of grease. Okay, but you remember when we first got married, I didn't know how to cook. Yeah, we ate, we ate dino nuggets. I, yeah, you I guys, do remember that. Thomas and I were full adults. I mean, we were young adults. We got married at twenty three, but we were twenty three years old, popping some dino nuggets in and the and pizza oven. rolls. And pe- oh gosh, I hate pizza rolls so much. So gross. But I don't know when we got out of that. I think it was when we started having kids, and I decided like, what the heck? I, I remember I tried cooking a, a few times when we were really young. I tried to make that fettuccine. And oh, that one time ruined so you. much salt because the I mean, the was, recipe said one teaspoon and you put a tablespoon. No, in. it must have said a table. I the one thing I'm gonna do I'm gonna follow the formula. Yeah, I'm a math guy. I follow the formula. It had to have been a typo. Yeah, but I didn't know you would have known that a tablespoon of salt would right. have been way too, too much. much. And I'm just like, so what it called for? Yeah. Throw it in. Yeah. So yeah, you didn't cook, but at least you knew how to cook. I hate I it, I guess, though. watching you know your mom I or whatever. It. Yeah, I know. I mean, I hate cooking. If you watch my Instagram ever, I mean, I started, people wanted to see me cook, which I was like, y'all, they're, like, if I ever go to Hades after I die, I will be cooking there. So, yeah. like, the thought of people wanting to see me cook, which I've never, I don't want to watch other people cook. I don't, like, I don't understand the appeal whatsoever. So, I'm, like, cooking on Instagram just for the sheer irony of the fact that I hate to cook so much. And really part of it, it was helping me cook more because people wanted to see it. Right. But 
it's just the whole process of it takes up so much brain space. Like I mentioned earlier, from planning what you're going to eat to shopping for it to making it and then cleaning up after it. Not to mention that you cannot find one thing that all four of our children agree right. on. Right, that's the hardest part about and it. And I prefer to eat healthily. Like that's I liked healthy food. It's not yeah. even a forced thing. I like to eat healthy food, and it's a ve- it's a fight. And it, like I hate doing it to start with, and then. If it's a fight, it's like, I don't well, want to do something. it's a fight, and then you're done, and they all hated it. They all hated so, it. Like, it feels like a complete, waste of it's food. It's unappreciated. It's unappreciated. It feels yeah. like it was a waste of food. Like, there's not a positive quality about it whatsoever. Right. And so, maybe one day when I've, when the kids are out of the house, and I've actually know how to cook, which I do know how to cook, it'll just be me and you, and then you can choke down whatever I make, and then I won't feel I mean, bad I'll about it. I I'll pretty much eat whatever you put in front of me. But I have to say, I've noticed this weekend when you were gone, which is how this originally started, um, that there is, there's a mental load that comes along with having a spouse, too. Um, there just is. Like, when you come home in the afternoon or the evening, or I come home, I'm not going to go and go do something I want to do, go do a hobby or whatever. I feel like that's time for us, even if we're just sitting in the same room watching a TV show yeah. or literally scrolling on our phones, I feel like we have to be in each other's presence. I don't feel like the right decision is for me to go and like work on a landscape or go you know, work out. go work out. Like I don't feel that way. I feel like there is mental load to um and the invisible load or whatever. I don't know, maybe that's not the right term for it, but there's a I don't know, a need for me to be Right there with you after after hours. After a long day's work. Yeah. When you were gone for four days, I got so yeah. much stuff done at night. After the kids went down. Yeah. 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 I painted something. I like <laughs> I mean, I was doing all kinds of yeah. stuff. I mean if it's if that's what it is, then just come out and do that in the living room where I'm watching T V or it's not always possible. I work on the computer, I do a million uh, different yeah. things, I move around the house. I, again, I don't need to watch T V in the evening. It's just I guess it's like what you're saying. I'm just trying to relax and Yeah. That's I'm not great at relaxing, that. so yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to have that discussion because I think I think it's worthwhile. Again, we started this podcast to have discussions about things that you and I discuss anyway. Yeah, and then um, I also think that there's plenty of people out there who either haven't ever heard that term before and they feel it and it's like, oh my gosh, now I've got this thing I could latch on to. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Like yeah. that's the problem with what's going on. So if you if you identify in yourself that you are the person that your kids walk past the other spouse or parent and walk to you while you are preoccupied doing something and they can see like in the shower, like they have to seek you out. If you're in the right. shower, they have to Bang open on a, a closed door, door and yell through the closed yes. door. Yes. Right. In order to get to you, you are the default parent Yeah, and it's fine, but there's a conversation that needs to be had about um, dividing some of those things and so instead of the kids able to walk to you and get to the bathroom the spouse needs to go hey kids what do you need yeah i'm here i'm right Right. here ask me what you need leave her alone mama's in the bathroom or daddy's in the bathroom whatever it is you need to be asking me and start to change the kid's brain about constantly going to mama now there's also going to be something about i think a lot of dads have that like they are just oblivious like they probably didn't even see the kids pass by right they're reading whatever and like watching something. Don't even, I mean, your dad, when he watches TV, yeah, like, he's out. dead to the world. Yeah, like yeah. there's no, you cannot even like shout at him and snap him out of his, uh, in zone, you know, TV watching situation. So there's some of that, but God forbid we should start paying attention and be a little more right. aware of, of the little voices and the little sounds that are going on in the house. 
So yeah. So let me let me ask you this though. Sort of flip it back on you. As the default parent, um, trying to think of the right way to word this exactly. <laughs> but you, I would say that in some ways you would feel insulted if, um, if I tried to take care of some of those things. I'll give you an example. <clears throat> so this weekend when I went out of town, the boys had soccer. And like I went out of my way to like make arrangements for them to get to practice. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of it, it ended up like kind of all falling through. And I, I guess I had this thought like, I wonder if she was a little insulted. Like I went through that work because I thought it would be easier on her. But I don't know if I was making you feel like I, I wasn't I wasn't trying to make you feel this way, but I don't I didn't want you to interpret it as I didn't think she could handle all of this on her own. And so I went and tried to do this thing to help you out. Yeah. You know, so there's it's kind I know, of I appreciated uh, that you were trying. I did okay, so the situation was Thomas goes out of town for four days. One of our kids has um soccer practice first thing in the morning on Saturday morning. And so Thomas um arranged for him to spend the night at his parents' house, which they live where very close right to where the soccer, to the soccer field. practice was. Yeah. And so have him spend the night down there so I didn't have to get up in the morning and take him down there because it's a 30-minute drive for us. Plus, right. I'd have to wait for them and then a 30-minute drive back. So it would have been a time saver for me to not have to do it. Um, I think that that's a personal thing on my part about feeling like... Um, like I don't need you to do this. I got it. I don't ever ask for help. That's, right. a, that's a personality trait in me. I don't think that's a default parent thing. Okay. I don't ever ask for help. I don't, like, I'd have to be in some real, real desperate situation to ask right. for help. And if I'm in a desperate enough situation to ask for help, I'm probably not even in a place to be able to ask. Like, right. I'm probably in a hospital somewhere, which happened one time. I was going to say, I'll give you an example. You were having a baby while I was having my appendix out. Right. And I don't think you arranged any of it. No, I think, there's no way. People had to come forth and volunteer. Because yes. you know I would have gotten I out of that I think I arranged some of that. Thomas, I on, considered changing the day of the birth. Do you remember that? Yeah. I had we I was induced. I had planned the day this you know this induction was going to happen for several weeks in advance, and when we found out you were having to have your um, appendectomy, they gave me the choice: do you want to go another day? Right. And I thought, yeah, maybe. Yeah, might have to do that. Like I need to go take care of the kids. Right. So let's back up and just give that story very briefly. All four of our children were induced, so like we had the day planned, and this was our very last child. <laughs> So the plan was that Catherine was going to drive herself into the hospital the in the morning. The more you say this is our very last child, the more this we're tempting fourth, fate that know, we're going we to have really another one. To, yeah. Stop saying this that. This is the fourth child. <laughs> our last, our youngest our baby. Our youngest one. <laughs> um, but the plan was you were going to go in, be induced. I was going to handle the morning routine. Yeah, when you're induced, you go in first thing in the morning. You're in there at like right, 6 o'clock in the morning. Because you have to get on the medicine and it, it takes a little while. Um, and more importantly, I couldn't eat all night and then you got to give birth yes. that day. So like, you, you better get you me in there early. In early. And That's anybody right. who knows me knows I need to eat all the time. Yeah. Constantly. So anyway. So I anyway, we wake up. I wake up in the middle of the night with some stomach pain. I'm like, I think I'm just getting sick. He but thought he had gas. I was like, just go ahead and go in. <laughs> I'll I'll get up, do the whole routine. Anyway, the stomach pain got worse and worse and worse and worse. Um, so I I my parents lived two doors down at the time. My dad, who used to be a paramedic, he thinks he used to be a doctor though, comes <laughs> over and like does all these tests and he's like, I think it's your appendix, based on his little test that he did. 
Which, by the way, I'm sorry, I need to just side note on this. Mm-hmm. You now think that you can diagnose everyone with appendectomy. With now that I know the test for it. Thomas, like literally every time, every time our kids have <laughs> any kind of stomach pain, he's like, come over here. Let me try this little test on you. Okay, it's not your appendix. Let's oh go on, Lord. Okay. on to the next thing. It's Back just, to the story. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> that's what it was. Um, my parents drove me in to the ER. They were leaving for Rome that they day. They were leaving for Rome that day. So it's, I want to say that in my, as soon as I got in there, like, yes, that's what it is. Let's get you on some medicine. So I'm like halfway doped up. I think I was more doped up than you were. And Absolutely, you I were remember more doped them, up than I was. I remember people coming in and asking us, what should we do about this? I was like, I don't know. Someone's, I said, so I remember them telling, that. I remember telling my parents, I was supposed to take the kids to school and pick them up. Yeah, who's going to do so, that And so, yeah, like, so I need someone to take care of that. I guess in my mind, I thought, when I get out of surgery, I can go back home <laughs> and watch them. I don't know why I thought. I didn't know what what the surgery was going to be like, I guess. Yeah. But I remember kind of like, I need someone to make those arrangements for us. Obviously, Catherine can't do it. I'm not going to be able to, at least until I get out of surgery later this evening. Yeah, I can tell you that they were not trying to bother me about anything. Yeah. I was texting people all day long. But it all, all got taken long. care of. It did. Your sister I mean, like, took- I woke up the next day for my surgery. And, like, my sister had the kids. and. Did you come up? To see me in the bed. Yeah, it was the next. No, but you came no, up to see me so, before your surgery. Yes, before my surgery. Which you don't remember. They're like, your wife's upstairs. Do you want to go see her? And I'm like, ah, I mean, what are you asking me right now? And you ask me <laughs> questions and I, I can't even think straight. <laughs> so they wheeled me up there. Yeah. And I'm halfway gone. They're like, do you want to lay, lay next to her? I'm like. <laughs> we got to get that picture. There's a picture yeah, somewhere. Yeah, there's a picture where they, I don't know how they pushed me over into that bed or. A very, yeah, we were sharing a bed. I'm all on all kinds of IVs. You're on all kinds of yeah, IVs. Yeah, but you're like smiling, thumbs up, and I'm like. I'm having my fourth baby, man. Right. Like, whatever. Yeah, so Thomas was not there for the birth of the fourth baby. Um, I was there with a bunch of nurses. It was yeah. me and a bunch of nurses who couldn't have felt more sorry for me. Yes. If they had tried. Like, it was the saddest. <laughs> like, I think I had half of the the labor and delivery floor up there delivering this baby because they felt so bad for me. Well, we were also the most popular people in the hospital at the time, too. Why? Like, everybody knew. Oh, yeah. That we were the couple that were having the baby and the appendix surgery yeah. on the same day. Do you day. know that there was another one of those? Because I talked to a doctor. I had a client that was a doctor, and I, I don't know how. Look, this is me. If you get me as your designer, you're going to get this podcast in <laughs> miniature form throughout our design process. Um, and I wasn't even a client for you know, or he wasn't my client for even that long. Anyway, um, he said that, because I kind of told him the story of what happened. He's like, Oh, were you, was it baby, I think it's like an infirmary. And no, this happened the exact yeah. same way with somebody else too in Mobile. Oh. Can you believe it? That's crazy. But I mean, yeah. I thought it was crazy just for us. But yeah, we were very popular. My aunt who came to see me the day or two after the baby was born, it had to have been a day after because I did not stay long. I was yeah, like, I we gotta get out. out of here. In like two days we were out. And so um, she came to find us. And of course, the baby's born at Spring Hill Hospital when everything's torn up. Every time I've gone to that hospital, I've been in a different place. Labor and delivery has right. not been in the same place twice um, when I've gone there. And so she couldn't find me. Well, there's a lady mopping the floor or something. And she said, I don't know why my aunt thought for a second that this that lady would lady know. lady mopping the floor would know. But she did. <laughs> oh, is that the girl that had the baby and her husband had the appendectomy? She's in 2043. She's yeah. right over here. Like yeah. everyone knew what room I was in. I don't even know how that happened. We were just that popular. Anyway, I don't know why we brought this up, but um, your parents were going to Rome. Like my mom was there kind of. 
but not really. None of my sisters were there. It was just me and a bunch of nurses hanging, having a baby. Except for the the time, oh, my mom was there, and the deacon came by. Yes. Do you or, remember this story? I remember you telling me. I, obviously, I don't remember the story. I wasn't there, but you have told me. Deacon, we will not name his last name, but he came in, in the labor and delivery room and was just having a grand old time with my mom, having a conversation, and I'm like, can you get out of here? He, I mean, 30 minutes later, I'm like, I am in labor, yeah. about to have this baby, and... Just get out of my room. Everyone get out of my room. I just wanted everybody to leave me alone. And get out. We've got to find that picture of you and me laying in the bed yeah, together. It's, it's real cute. Yeah, it's somewhere for sure. Yeah. That, that, that one time that I was incapacitated was definitely the only time that I'm aware of that I was in no place to do anything. To ask people for help. To, I mean, it just had to happen. It was just like emergency. Right. That is the only time I would ask for help. So that's what we and were again, talking about. And again, I don't know that we asked for help. I think people saw that we were just in bad, really bad shape. It's like, <laughs> we've situation. got to help them out. There's, yeah. They have three children that have to get way. to school and get back from school. And they then, may have not then get even... watched over the weekend. I mean, obviously someone watched them for the... Yeah, your sister. Yeah, she watched them for a couple of days. I yeah, guess a couple for nights. sure. Poor thing. Like taking on three kids extra all of a sudden when you're not prepared for it was yeah. really something. For sure. But anyway, so back to your original question, which was you thought that I was offended. I'm not ever like you have to really do some things to offend me. I think it annoys me when people um, feel like it's hard for me to care for my own children. And I don't know why that bothers me. Like I had these people. Like, if worse comes to worse, the house would just get super dirty. Like, I could go sit in my room all day, and all four of these kids could take care of themselves. Right. They're old enough at this point. Yeah. The youngest is almost seven years old. Like, if, literally, if I died, they'd be like little little monkeys and get out there and, like, make themselves cereal to eat for dinner right. and pop popcorn and eat it. Like, they would survive. They'd go down to the neighbors. Like, they could figure it out on their own. Yeah. And so, to say, like... To even give the implication that I couldn't do it on my own. It, it, I, I don't know. I guess it makes me feel like I depend on anything to, like, I need yeah. anybody. And that's just like a personal. I, I guess that's the thought that crossed my mind when the whole plan kind of fell through. I was like, oh, I hope that she didn't feel like I was trying to say, you can't handle all of this. Let me take care of this one thing. Because I know sometimes you get like that when... Yeah, I'm when look, people reach out to help you, enigma. you kind of like slap their hand. I'm like, enigma. don't help me. Yeah, I mean, that's what I do. I don't, I, I don't know. Anyway, it's just interesting that we're talking about default parent, but at the same time, um, yeah, it's a complicated subject for sure. <laughs> help comes, you're because like, because I'm no, an independent help. person. I'm an extremely independent for person, but at the same time, I'm extremely codependent. I am both of those things at one time. It's a real confusing thing, and I get it. It's just yeah. like my need a compliment, but it's going to have to be from, you know, across the room, which you definitely didn't do today on Instagram. So anyway, I think, that, again, back to the idea that if there's anybody listening who doesn't quite know that, that that's what they're experiencing and what to name it, it's always a, like a point where they can go and do some research. And right, not, now that it's been defined for you. Yeah. And, and I don't, maybe articulated a little yes, better than... Yes, because I think sometimes naming something or diagnosis or whatever is always helpful. And not from the perspective that you can get angry about it and be right. pointed about it. I'm a it. victim. Yeah, and act like a victim about it. Right. Use that 
and do some research and figure out how to tackle it and how to approach it and fix the problem. I'm not right. I'm not saying all these things to accuse you of anything or to to accuse me of anything or to like point out a problem. It's always identifying things that we can work on. Um, because if you can't identify them, then you can't work on them. Yeah. So let's identify them so that we can move forward and work on them to make happy marriage. And then, of course, what we all the goal is always to be able to model good parenthood to your children because someday they're going to possibly be husbands and wives and parents. And you want to make sure that you're modeling the behavior that you want them to model someday. Yeah. Because in the end, we want our babies to be better than us. True story. All right, so if you have any um, questions or comments, you can go to Instagram at Building Aaronsburg. Thomas is all up on that Instagram feed and those stories every single morning. You're going to get four stories from him every single eight. morning. We've we've you've upped progressed? it to eight. Okay. And in fact, today, I think I did nine. Holy ma- you Okay. Because I did four, four, and then I didn't finish. I had to do extra one. Oh, my gosh. That's It so awesome. was a lot of work. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Okay, so you can reach us on Instagram. You can also reach us on Facebook at Building Aaronsburg, or you can email us if you have stories, comments, questions. You can email us at building, um, is that right? Yeah, buildingaaronsburg at gmail.com. Until next time, bye, y'all. Bye, y'all.